Coming to you from an underground bar in coastal South Alabama, I'm your host Roy. And I'm your host Ben. And these are Sea Stories from the Coast Watchers Club, where we chat with you about tiki culture and history, bars, drinks, music, and movies, anything related to Polynesian pop. Welcome to Sea Stories from the Coast Watchers Club. I'm your host Ben. Uh, We are recording from my home tiki bar. Here in Daphne, Alabama, in a little cave of an old garage underneath my house. Our show is going to be about American tiki culture and uh, basically different bars and around the country, even around the world maybe, and you know, different tiki drinks that we like, things we come up with, some of the uh, kind of classical, traditional tiki cocktails from the 40s and 50s. And then, uh, you know, anything that comes around new from uh, different bartenders, different uh, cocktail books that we collect. And uh, also, you know, different things in Polynesian pop, just whatever, whatever comes up, you know, movies, uh, different uh, references and in, in music and in, in pop culture, basically. And I'm here with my co-host, Roy. Roy, how's it going? Hey, what's up? What, you know, what different things are you looking forward to, to bring to the show and, and uh you know different ideas you have yeah i'm uh you know i i've been into this for quite a little while so uh it's it's fun to share it with people there aren't a lot of us around this part of the country you know or at least that i know of that that are really into this so kind of excited to share that with people and maybe grow the interest in in the genre a little bit and uh talk to some other people that are into it and bring bring people in i'm i'm really looking forward to having a you know, guests on and, and whatnot. And yeah. Yeah. And there's some of the you know, guests that we're thinking about having are, would be uh, one of, one of the ones I really am looking forward to and think it's going to be great or uh, legacy guests is what we're going to call them. So people have been to some, some bars that either maybe closed or, or past its heyday. Um, I know, for example, we have uh, some special guests, AKA my parents that have been to the, went to the Mai Kai and they're, uh, part of their honeymoon in back in the seventies. So they want to come in and talk about that. Probably just my dad. Uh, he has a better experience, I think. So <laughs> then, uh, also, uh, a, a rugby friend of well, mine. Wait, wait, wait. If he's got the, if he's got the better experience, I kind of want to hear the, uh, the other half. <laughs> I think it has something to do with uh, food poisoning. Oh, maybe not. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, we also have uh, a friend from the rugby team that, uh, is going to come in. He, has been in Mobile a while and has been to uh, the Tiki Supper Club and as well as Traders back when it was originally the Tiki Bar and where Felix is the local. Trader George's. Yeah, yeah, Trader George's. Yeah. And for those that do not are not in the Mobile area, this is, uh, you know, Daphne, Alabama, where we're located, is close to Mobile, Alabama. And uh, so we're going to talk about some locations that used to be here, uh, definitely aren't around anymore, but... Um, Get some input from people that, that have been to those bars. Some other guests we're going to have are some uh, local bartenders that we know that we've talked actually are really interested in coming on the show and you know talking about the you know, different tiki aspects of their job and yeah. things they've done, drinks they've made. And, we can get nerdy with ingredients. Oh, yeah. And talk rum. And then I know you've got, you know, hopefully we can expand. And I know you've got great connections to uh, hopefully expand on our guest list to, you know, even outside of the area and some uh, some 
some tiki experts per se. Yeah, absolutely. Once we get the capabilities to get some phone calls or zooms or whatever, and I sound like a grandpa there. <laughs> yeah, we I think we have the capabilities here to do that. So excellent. Uh, if anybody out there is interested, you know, you let us know and we will get you on the show. So we both want to talk about kind of how we got started in our interest in tiki culture. So I'm going to go first and just want to basically. I got started after a rugby injury that kind of got me out of my hobby, which was playing rugby for 18 years. I wanted something new to do, something fun uh, that I could do with friends. And so I had this space underneath my house that I was using to store sports memorabilia and kind of hang up. And it was boring when I was down here. Nobody wanted to hang out and because basically it was all Cincinnati stuff. So. Was it a man cave? Yeah, it was AKA man cave. <laughs> uh and then I uh, was listening to a podcast, and they had uh, the the creator or the decorator for Trader Sam's at uh, Disney World, and he was just talking about his motivation behind it, how he enjoyed uh, finding different things and decorating the bar, and how he put you know different kind of Easter eggs and references in it to some of his favorite things, like you know Ghostbusters. I think there's a reference to Ghostbusters in there somewhere that has nothing to do with Disney, but he put it in there for himself, you know, just something small. And, uh, you know, I took that and ran with it and want, you know, put my own spin on it and, you know, eventually got more into actual, the cocktails and, and rums and everything and less about, you know, decorations. Although I still have a bunch of stuff to put up and I, I have a, 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 a nice collection here. So far, yeah, you do. So. Yeah. Um, but you do also have a good bit of room. Yeah, so, I have a lot of room for uh, a lot of stuff I've already bought. That yeah, isn't up as uh, we discussed before, the that's a luxury that not everybody has, and and I would suspect that it won't take long before you are playing uh, what I like to call Tiki Tetris. Oh yeah, where you're trying to find you as every time you acquire something, trying to find out where the hell it's going to go, uh, yeah. and completely rearranging the space to to make room for this one new piece. Yeah, I definitely need more shelves. That's like the first thing I'm looking at. It's like, okay, I have no shelves. To Never can anything. have enough shelves. Exactly. So I'll be trying to build those soon. You know, also then one of my favorite tiki bars that I've been to um, was False Idol in San Diego. Uh, I was there on a business trip, and it was kind of right when I was getting beginning into my interest in, in tiki culture and tiki bars and cocktails. And that really kind of enhanced my interest because just how amazing that place is. You walk in, it's uh, Craft and Commerce is the restaurant, and off to the side, there's you know a, a hostess past the, the regular hostess stand just sitting there with an iPad. And if you didn't know what it was, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know it was there. You go over and, and just you check with her and see if there's a, a spot at the bar or a table if you don't have a reservation. And so I went down and uh, got the last seat at the bar, sat at the end, and the drinks were just amazing. The you know the atmosphere there, it's like you were in a cave. The decor, I mean, every inch of that place is decorated. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, I can't remember. I'm not sure who the decorator was, but. They have, you know, I know they have a bunch of uh, gecko artwork in there and, and a bunch of other things. I know Bosco did some, actually did some uh, mugs for them as well. Is yeah. that a Martin Kate venture? No, I don't believe so. Okay. Uh, my, I'm, I'm thinking of Pagan Idol. I think. Yeah, I think yeah. Pagan Idol. Okay, yeah. I got you. Yeah. And then uh, my next place I want to visit 
is gonna be Max's. Oh yeah, Max's Tiki in in uh, Grand Rapids. <clears throat> the new uh, the new mecca for modern Tiki <laughs> for sure. Yeah, and that's been on our. I mean, I've I think I've even planned a trip and canceled it and planned it and canceled it and so. Yeah, thanks COVID. Yeah, hopefully uh, we'll get up there soon. Yeah, the place looks incredible. Three stories, you know, three different uh, levels. Several yeah. different bars. I remember the first time I looked at it, it was the two levels of bars. And then on the third level, they're working on, uh, or at least they were at the time, Airbnb. Oh, right. Like yeah. Kinky yeah. themed rooms. Have you done the, uh, they, there's a really cool thing on their website where you can basically do a virtual walkthrough. I, I guess they probably use the same um, technology that they use to do these virtual home walkthroughs for real estate. You exactly. Know, you, can, yeah. you can take a tour of the bar. So. That's uh that's high on my list too, but you know if you if you want to get a little quick fix, <laughs> oh yeah, you can take a, a digital walk through the bar, which is was pretty great and only stoked my interest even more. Yeah, oh yeah, and it actually helped me with like decorating ideas. <laughs> so like you know looking in there and seeing what they did and saying oh you know that's something I could do or something sure. I'd like to do or you know I'm gonna find something similar to that to put up. So. Right. Got some great ideas out of there. Yeah, uh, and they've got you know I like that they have different aesthetics throughout the room they've got the what is it the atomic lounge or whatever they call it it's like mid-century modern yeah it's mm-hmm. more kind of groovy then they've got more classic uh you know polynesian tiki and one level and then third levels very nautical themed you know they've got the ship bar and everything yeah i think they actually like have some rooms that are like specific i want to say like one's a whitco room yeah yeah different like, artists so, yeah, yeah different artists to, to different rooms which is really right. cool fantastic uh so go, moving on my favorite drink is would have to be the navy grog and i, can, I think i can thank you for that one because <laughs> i think i asked you to make one i never had one and it was amazing and i, I was thank with, you i can take very little credit for that but uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll take what i can get well you know i've had good ones and i've had bad ones so you know that uh, and i remember I was with four or five other guys, and and they all tried it. And I think in the next yeah, order was a round of that's them. how it goes. <laughs> so that's uh, fine though. It's a fairly fairly simple cocktail. So happy uh, to do yeah, those. Yeah, I, I learned to make it here. And in a later episode, we'll talk about uh, a drink that I came up with, signature drink from my home bar, called the Coast Watchers Grog, and it's kind of a take on the Navy Grog with a little bit, a couple of extra ingredients, uh, just to make it unique and then i also want to talk about my favorite drink that you've come up with Ooh. uh and this one's kind of a throwback i think the 2019 tiki week and it's the jade dragon oh uh, yeah okay and uh it was really cool they served it it was in a bamboo glass inside a chinese takeout box right and i can't remember the ingredients i, just, I remember it had like a i think a club soda like yeah, it was actually um, coconut uh, Lacroix, I believe LaCroix, was the yeah. was the topper. But yeah, it was a, a blend of rums. I do remember there was rum agricole in there, which I like to work with a lot. There's pandan, which is uh, this very nutty Asian grasp essentially that mm-hmm. you used to make a syrup. There was uh, ginger juice in there and give it a little spice. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was really calling back to um, for that one. A lot of the uh, Eastern Asian bartenders that often worked at the classic tiki bars in California yeah. way back in the day and how, you know, they, they imparted their influence in a lot of ways to Don the Beachcomber and Trader Vic and the like. So that was that was kind of an, an homage to them. Why don't you mention that because Marshall pulled that card out just the other day to take a look at it and 
<laughs> asked about, like, what about this drink? Oh, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah I mean, it stuck with me. It's like, and I, it was I Instagrammable. Think, although I had the menu over there from that year, that was the one, like, I can name that yeah, without looking at sure. the menu. So. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. So why don't you go over how you got your start? You know, sure. that's one thing that we've never really talked about much is, is you know, what poked your interest and, uh, yeah. you know, what some of your favorite places are. I, uh, I got into Tiki, uh, it's hard for me to pinpoint, but around 2012 or 2013. And, uh, I'm not exactly sure why, but, uh, you know, I'm a barman by trade. So bartending at that point, um, so I definitely got into it from way more of a like mixology standpoint. Uh, and I imagine some of these like trade publications that I subscribed to were probably starting to tout some tiki drinks here yeah, and there. Sure. Yeah. And uh, that piqued my interest for sure. So just started messing around with, with those drinks at the bar, uh, even with the very, very limited resources I had at the time, specifically with with rum you know uh, there's very little to choose from so we can we can definitely dive into some of the uh the evolution of um my particular way of doing tiki in a, in a future episode maybe or even like the availability of rums in Alabama. yeah <laughs> like no the, kidding the, i could i could probably write a book that. on that yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was doing the best i could but then uh in 2013 or was, no it was 2014 sorry um jeff barry's potions of the caribbean came out and that was the first Real tiki book that I had access. I think I even got it from a brick and mortar bookstore, which is, you know, uh, wild for me to think about right now. Yeah, we know how in depth that Jeff can get in his books, and and that one particular. So really got into the the history and the imagery and and the ingredients and everything uh, written about within that book, and and it was just off to the races from then. I was I was hooked. So you know, as the years progressed, uh, you know, I did more and more resources in in our area got better we you and i both travel a lot so anytime i would travel i would you know try to i started seeking out tiki bars at every every corner of the country that i could get to expand my horizons that way and then uh yeah just uh kind of snowballed from there eventually um you know we did mobile tiki week or starting with haberdasher tiki week then mobile tiki week which we could talk about later uh and then um yeah i've done some uh some trips, some bartender trips, Tiki by the Sea in, in New Jersey, uh, which is a bartender-centric tiki uh, weekender all about culture and technique and the rums and, you know, you name it. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, also did the, the very next year, the, the first and so far the only alumni event with Tiki by the Sea down in Fort Lauderdale, which uh, bellied up to the Hukilau that year. This was 2019. And uh, that was a great experience. And then uh, I rolled into actually volunteering on the bar crew for the Hukilau itself, which was a super eye-opening experience. And actually really, really helped me with um, executing tiki drinks on a high-volume level, which is essentially what we do at the Haberdasher. Yeah, yeah, that uh, helps out which, a lot. Of which is, if anybody's not familiar, that's, that's the bar that I work for in Mobile. So, yeah, I mean, that, that pretty much brings us up to now. I'm still, you know, I'm still soaking every little bit of it up. Uh, I, too, have a home tiki bar, and I'm constantly scouring the estate sales and the thrift stores and, uh, you know, Craigslist and whatnot and collecting and putting that all together. So, uh, yeah, that brings us to here. Yeah, so do you have, like, a favorite tiki bar you've been to? Yeah, I mean, that's um, 
that's a hard question to answer as I'm sure you know, but, uh, uh, when I was down for the Hukilau in Fort Lauderdale, uh, we did get to go to the Mai Kai for, for probably four or five hours. We were there and uh, oh, wow. we had a front row seat to the Polynesian review, you know, the, the dance show that they put on there, which nice. is absolutely amazing. Uh, we had dinner of course. And, um, then they let us just roam the place for a little while. Um, we had a real treat, um, Kern Matei, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. The longtime GM of the Maikai gave, uh, gave a lot of us a super back, backseat tour, backstage tour rather. Oh, yeah. Um, which is really neat to see, to get to go into that. You know, they don't make, they don't have a traditional bar where you see the bartenders. It's just like, it's classic tiki, like Don the Beachcomber and Trader Vic's where all the drinks are made behind closed doors <laughs> to protect those ingredient, ingredients and secrets. Mm-hmm. But uh, just to see where all that's done and see their incredible, it's like a rum museum back there too. They've got all these uh, vintage rums and uh, got to see the Thornton's office. And then we ended the night in the Molokai bar, you know, sharing uh, mystery drinks and black magics. So <laughs> nice. it was fantastic. I can't wait to go back. Godspeed to them on their reopening, hopefully this year. So uh, as soon as it's opening, I'm I'm booking a flight, and you'll be on it with me, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 100%. Um, so other than that, uh, you know, uh, we're fortunate enough to, to be just a couple hours away from New Orleans, so kind of consider Latitude 29 the, the home tiki bar, exactly. you know, the uh, yeah. home-based tiki bar that's, that's not our own homes. Yeah, it was hard. I was there this past weekend. It was hard. Yeah, and I'll, not, I'll be there to. tomorrow night. So it, it was hard for me not to. Not to go, but I was with other people that wanted other things. So. Yeah, that happens sometimes. Oh, yeah. It? Yeah, so, um, so yeah, yeah. I, I love that we're so close to that. And I, I will have to give, like, a a little extra shout-out to Tiki Tatsuya in Austin. Oh, yeah. Which we both got to visit back in April, and which recently got voted one of the best bars in America. And that it definitely was... You know, deserving of it. It's Absolutely. The, the atmosphere there, the decorations, the drinks, the food, everything was just top notch. Oh, they've done it right. Every single detail is is thought out and deliberate. You know, not there's not a single portion exactly. of their existence that wasn't like considered before opening. And, uh, and I don't know if you got, did you get to go to their website and did you listen to the whole backstory? Yeah, with uh, Sam Elliott, I want to say it was. Didn't he? He did the narration. Was that who that was? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I that mean, that's an <laughs> that's a pretty distinct voice. If it wasn't yeah. him, they got a they got an impersonator. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but being you know in Texas, I bet it was Sam Elliott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you uh, if you have a few minutes, go to uh, Tiki Tetsu's website and listen to their backstory. It's pretty amazing. They even have like a an artist rendition of the map of what they talk about in the uh, in the backstory yeah fantastic so uh one thing that we are going to do every week on every episode is the thunder rolls outside is we're going to go over we're going to call it roy's end of the bar and uh and we're going to talk about a specific drink and so this week we have a drink that you came up with a couple months ago called the scrum punch correct that's it which was Perfect timing because it was uh, uh, we were doing a, a fundraiser pub crawl for the rugby team and uh, as you know scrum, yeah scrum is a is sort of like a play that uh, that you know out on the rugby field yeah it uh, just so happened that I needed a, a new tiki cocktail for our, our menu we're we're not a tiki bar but we always do have 
tiki elements on the cocktail bar. Um, people seem to love it. So uh, with the upcoming Battleship Rugby pub crawl, I took the opportunity to come up with a new one. And so many of you guys are real into the, the tiki and, and tropical yeah. thing anyway. So it just kind of made sense. Yeah, we have a luau every year on, yeah. on the Battleship uh, in Mobile, which is yeah. pretty cool. So yeah, I, uh, you know, for this first episode, I didn't know if I wanted to do something kind of from the pantheon of Tiki Classics or something original. So well, it was something original, but it does hit all of the kind of expected notes of a classic Tiki drink. It's got spice, it's got tropical juices, and of course it's got rum, but it also has a couple of perhaps unexpected ingredients. So I guess I'll go through that. Um, it's, uh, it's a tawny port base so you know that's something slightly you know you don't see it every day and uh especially in a tiki drink um we've got a verna amaro so right there we've got two kind of like non-traditional elements of a tiki drink but there is uh there's plantation oftd rum mm -hmm. a little touch of uh rum fire which a touch is usually all you need <laughs> that's that's i think that that was one of the first thing i said to you when i tasted it. i was like and this thing's funky you go, yeah, oh yeah rum fire yeah, I, uh, I'm a big fan of the funk. Um, so, and then uh, rounded out with guava nectar, passion fruit puree, lemon juice, and uh, tiki bitters and Angostura bitters. Nice. So, yeah, I think it's good. It's pretty strong. It's doing the job. And you said bitter, you use Bitterman's tiki bitters. Right? Bitterman's. It's kind of the industry standard. It's uh, it's available, you know, nationwide. Uh, I picked some up this weekend. After awesome. You, after you told me that. Yeah, it, it, uh, you can't go wrong with them. All right, so that's the scrum punch, and uh, it's very tasty. So what we're going to do is we're also going to uh, put out the recipe on our Instagram, uh, so you can uh, have the recipe for it, try it. If you know, we'll try to put it out in advance of us launching the the uh, episode. If you, you want to drink along, if you want to drink along, maybe rewind the podcast episode a little bit, pause it, go make your drink, and then come back and taste it, and uh, yeah. tell us whether you know. Let us know whether you like it or yeah, and I'll I'll put some notes uh, on the Instagram uh, post as well about where you can source some of these ingredients that may be a little uh, unusual or you know unfamiliar to people. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll do what we can to to make sure you guys are got what you need. We're getting a little extra ambiance here because it's raining outside. So yeah, it's welcome to it's like we're in the South Pacific. Welcome area. to summertime on the Gulf Coast. <laughs> yeah, it's every afternoon. All right, so. Uh, Last thing we kind of want to talk about is Mobile Tiki Week. Uh, so for those of you not in the area, Mobile Tiki Week is uh, a week-long celebration in downtown Mobile, basically, where now it's up to, what, about eight or nine different restaurants and bars that, that participate and do a specific menu for the week? Yeah. Um, yeah, bars, restaurants. Uh, last year we had a brewery, We you know, that, that, that yeah. participated, so... You know, I'm working on you know who's who's going to be involved this year, but uh, yeah, that's that's that's, that's it. So what like you know, where'd you? Uh, I know it was kind of probably part of your getting started with Tiki was yeah. bringing it in to the bar to the haberdasher and then bringing in you know, expanding on that. So you know, where did what brought on the expansion? Yeah, well, well, 2013 we we did the first ever mobile or haberdasher Tiki night. It was just uh, one Saturday night. Uh, went really well. People loved it. That was probably a lot of people's first experience. Or, or uh, it was, no, it was mine. Yeah, yeah sure. with, with Tiki, and and for that I apologize because it was a little slapdash. <laughs> but uh, 
it was a lot of work. Um, and for especially for just one night, we had a whole suckling pig that we roasted and all that stuff. Um, so the next year, I was like, screw that. We're going to do a week. And we did the, the very first uh, Haberdasher Tiki Week. Mm-hmm. That was 2014. And then I think it was 2017 when I, I brought other uh, bars into the fold and, and, and did uh, Mobile Tiki Week for the first time. So did so. they approach you or did you kind of... Uh, no, I, I think from from the maybe the first or second year that we did Haberdasher Tiki Week, I knew that I wanted to perhaps expand this and uh, other cities do similar things, uh, and I I'd seen that. So yeah, uh, yeah. Yep. What's good good for uh, what's good for all what's good for us is good for other bars and restaurants and vice versa. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely a you know rising tide raises all ships kind of guy. So. And I, uh, hopefully this this show will expand and kind of maybe we can expand the Tiki Week with that to make it more of like a, a broad uh, week of you know seminars and different things like that. Yeah, that would be that would be great. As we get to know more people in the in the in the Tiki community per se and and uh, you know, get some connections to to bring people in to to have a, a fun week in mobile yeah absolutely I, I, I definitely like to get more into the uh educational aspect of it because as it sits right now it, it really is it's kind of a cocktail themed exactly. um yeah, uh, yeah event yeah exactly so I'd, I'd like to get into the more of the uh the other cultural elements and i think there's i think people in mobile uh you know would enjoy that you know oh. enjoy having you know listening about it and learning more about cocktails and you know just all aspects of it for sure so yeah, we have a Mobile Tiki Week Instagram and and Facebook page, of course. So uh, I think it's just at Mobile Tiki Week. So I uh, definitely encourage everybody to to join along and, and follow the progress. And uh, you know, we don't have exact dates or, or details ready to go just yet for this year, but you know, it's in the works. So uh, hope everybody can join us. Well, as I look down, uh, I think my mug is empty. Uh, no more scrum punch for me. Unless, uh, you know, I guess we'll go fix some more. There might, be, there might be some in reserve. Oh, yeah. So uh, one thing we'd like to ask everybody, if, if you enjoyed uh, the show, uh, subscribe to the podcast on uh, whatever you know, channel you're listening to, whether it's Apple or Spotify, whatever, however you're listening to our podcast. Uh, another thing we'd like you to follow us on Instagram, if you'd like to, at Coast Watchers Club. And visit our website at coastwatchersclub.com. And if anybody's interested in sponsorship, uh, we'd love to have you sponsor the show. And you can email us at uh, info at coastwatchersclub for more information on that. That's info at coastwatchersclub.com. And uh, one thing we'd like to do, we'd like to thank uh, Spike and the Hula Girls Band out in California for uh, letting us use their music for the intro and outro of the show. So uh, we want to... Say goodbye from uh, from the Coast Watchers Club. Aloha. Mahalo.